spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Valentine's Day, Taco Tuesday, and birthday to Arizona. I think you covered it all right there. That's right. And new coach. Cardinals have a new head coach. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so let me save you guys from a disastrous Valentine's Day. Okay. Because yeah. I am, I'm a love machine, if you will. I, you know oh, totally. That. I mean, look at me. I'm a beautiful man. I've got the face of a Greek god, the brain of a philosopher. I'm going to save you guys. Philosophy is the thinking of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to save you guys on Valentine's Day. Uh, and in a second, uh, we're going to tell you the five reasons why you should not go out to dinner on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Okay? I mean, seriously. All right. First of all. I'm a romantic, you know that. You, oh, you, you look at my wife's Instagram. I mean, the stuff that I, Becky Lynn, you see this. I, oh, I know. I'm yeah, amazing. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't think it if you listened to me for an extended period of time that I would be so uh, romantic and stuff. But you well, up with some good things. I'm not I, bad. I will give you that. So yes. I want to save you guys money and chaos. Okay, I want to make your life easy because most of you guys out there, you haven't gotten your wife or your girlfriend a gift. Now, I'd say this every year. And there still, is that guy off the on-ramp, when you get off the off-ramp or on-ramp, <laughs> yeah. who's selling flowers <laughs> and they'll in die. the bucket he'll as his kid scooters around. <laughs> and they'll die on the and way the home. Little, and the little bear holding the heart. That's right. Which, oh. All right, guys, just do what I've done for like the last five years. I spent $10, that's right, $10 five years ago. I bought the big card. I talk about the big card every year. The big card. It's like, what is it, Chad? 18 by 24 yeah, inches. Card. It's massive. It is the gift that keeps on giving. It is. It's like, it's this big card, and it's uh, 18 inches by like 24 inches, something like that. And so every year. I like to call it the gift of lazy. <laughs> it's not lazy. It's genius is what it is. If you break it down, I spent $2 a Valentine over the last five years. Yes. $10 in all. So what I do is I, I bought the big card. And every year I write the year and I put it and I underline it. So, you know, for 2023, I put 2023, the year, and I write a, a love note to my wife. Do you point it out just in case it's so, so full of stuff? That no, I mean, but, but again, there are five, there are like five notes on it from me. So the great thing about the big card is you add to it every year. And my wife reads what I wrote this year, and then she looks back at what I've written in past years. And I'm telling you, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It doesn't cost you anything. Just buy it for $10. And then all you do is you keep it in the house, and you update it every year, and you give the same card every year. And my wife loves it. It's it is genius. You don't like it, Becky Lynn. Is that something that you don't like? I don't know. Oh, for crying out loud! Boring. Really? It's wow. You think it's all right? What did your husband get you? Absolutely nothing today. Oh well, that's boring. Not because he gives you three hundred sixty-five days of romance. Right. I've told you before. Mm. I get flowers every Friday. Every Friday. Every single. What does he do that's wrong that he has to give you flyers? He's just thinking of me, and okay. I come home. Okay. And See, like Joe sit. DiMaggio and even puts and them in a Monroe. vase. He's already trimmed them up and put them in the vase. Joe right. DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. Is that exactly. what he did? Exactly. When Marilyn Monroe dead, died, but... he sent flowers to her grave every, I think, Monday or Friday till he died. Now, did you call me lazy? Is that what you said? No, I said that was a little bit boring. boring. I think okay. Chad called it the gift oh, of lazy. Okay, lazy and boring. Uh, but, you know, getting flowers every Friday, that seems like you're putting it in, you know, Auto. Are you, you kinda, calling that autopilot? Uh, yeah, autopilot a little bit. Mm. I'm just saying. 
I'm just saying. Well, you don't know, but he goes out and he grows them himself. <laughs> he <does> he <laughs> cultivates them. He brings in the bees that pollinate those flowers. and may, I mean, we have it all. Yeah. Guys, I want you to think about it. The big card. It's huge. It's fantastic. You update it every year, and it's not going to cost you a lot of money. So that's number one. Number two, a lot of people say, oh, let's go out to dinner on Valentine's Day. Uh, Chad, are you going out to dinner on Valentine's Day? No, because by the time I get home, it'll almost be the next day. Okay, that's true. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I know a lot of people are going to go out to dinner. Here's the thing. It's a if, ripoff tonight. Well, yes. if, okay, let's start there. It's a nightmare and a ripoff. Uh, you're going to pay more and possibly a lot more. And in the restaurant business, you know, sometimes they won't have uh, uh, everything on the menu. It'll be kind of fixed menu and they, they kind of jack the prices up a little bit. Uh, and, you know, it could be a place that you go to a lot and you're like, you know what? This, uh, look at this, this little red piece of paper, the Valentine's Day menu. Yeah, it's it's, it's they, special. It's special, yeah, because it hurts your wallet. So that's number one. Uh, number two, have you guys tried to get a place to eat on Valentine's Day? You've got to do it months in advance, uh-huh. or you'll eat at five p.m. You know, they say, "Listen, we don't have any we don't have any reservations between five and 10. and you're like, "Who's going to eat dinner at ten thirty? What are you, New York City? You know, at five o'clock, we're not Sun City." So it all comes down to... What am I, the president? I, why would cheese? I know, right? <laughs> so uh, that's the second thing. You're going to eat it like 5 o'clock or 10 o'clock. Uh, you have any other ones that uh, hit the top of your head? I, you know, look, I just uh, you get ripped. Like flowers are always the biggest thing because they overcharge you. You go and you get flowers and they charge you just like Ticketmaster. They charge you $14,000. <laughs> and it, I, I just the way I look at it is, you know what? You should be your loved one. You should show them that all the time. I mean, this is a holiday based on the fact that somebody got their head lopped off. I'd like to know a little oh, bit more about that's that. That's just so wonderful. Um, is that... Is that Valentine's Day? Somebody got their, their head shot? St. Valentine. St. Valentine. Oh, well, please he do tell He married, uh, you had Claudius, uh, Emperor Claudius II, not yeah. a good emperor, not a good guy. He's more of a Richard. And he told everybody, hey, guys, I don't want you getting married who's in my army, which is everybody I say is. Because if you do, you're going to be like, oh, I got a girlfriend at home and I don't want to go fight these people like 5,000 feet away. That's going to take a year to get to. And so he's like, nobody can get married. Well, Valentine, Valentine, I think his name's Deturin or whatever. He went and he married them secretly. They threw him in jail. And there was a guy called Asterisk who was his jailer. And the jailer's making fun of him. And he says, hey, I heard you can do magical things. He goes, yeah, I can do some stuff. He goes, recite this prayer because your daughter's blind, right? He goes, yeah. He goes, she'll see. Boom. Sure enough, she saw. And what ended up happening? Man, he let everybody out because he converted to Christianity. All the religious people got out. Well, the next thing you know, Claudius the Richard, uh, not a nice guy, gets them both and says, you know what? I love you guys so much. I'm going to behead you. Oh. And he became a martyr, one of the first Christian martyrs. And that was on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 271 A.D. Wow. So that's how this thing and his last note supposedly was <laughs> yeah. your Valentine to Julia, the daughter of, of Astris. And that's what we celebrate. today. Yeah. So so think about that tonight when you're like, honey, I love you. And somebody <laughs> wrote in this card for you <laughs> and I got it at CVS and it says I didn't get my card at CVS. I love you. Mm. And uh, thanks to the guy that got beheaded. Right. <laughs> and it's the last card they had available. That's right. <laughs> that's why you get the big card. You never have to go out and buy a card. All right, so reviewing the top five reasons not to go out to dinner. 
Uh, were there five? There, I'm going to give you the last couple. Two. I'm going to give you the last couple. Uh, if you want delivery or takeout, that's going to take longer because it's Valentine's Day. It's not going to be the 20 minutes or, or what have you. It's going to be uh, longer. If you, it's uh, one expert says the food and the service will likely suffer. Yes. Um, you know, you've got the restaurant staff try to put their best foot forward, but. You know, they're struggling. They're, they're exactly. So that's uh, that's two. You'll pay more. That's three. You'll have limited menu choices because that's what they always do with the menu. There, so that's, that's four. four. And then you might be eating dinner at 5 p.m. because you can't get a reservation. I have one more. Okay, good. Somebody pointed out, and I think this is true, while cute and clever, if you order a heart-shaped pizza, you're paying the same price for less pizza. That's an outrage. Hey, did you? I, s- that is an outrage. Speaking of the less, did you see the guy that took the the box of chocolates? He took out all of the little things that hold the, bo- the paper things, and he held it up, and everything slid to the bottom. And about, I would say, three quarters of it was empty. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So. Don't be fooled today. <laughs> Don't do it. All right. <laughs> not that we're naysayers over love, because none of us are here. But what we are is we're not idiots. I would take a box of candy with the papers in it. With the, oh, with the special, uh, the, I, I would, the guess your chocolate could be good, could yeah, be toothpaste. Absolutely. Yeah, good. yeah, some of the filling in that stuff. You're like, I thought yeah. it was going to be good. What is it? It's Aquafresh. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, does the president need to level with us? Does he need to have a serious stop and chat with the American people? America. The heck is going up? Uh, uh, well, who, who's, what is he shooting down? Aliens. What is he shooting down? I think it's time for a serious conversation. I think the president's got a level with us. We're going to talk about it next. Gatos Chat Show. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, let's check out the Big Q at KTAR.com. Uh, you can hear me uh, debut the Q with Mike Broomhead at 8.50. The Broom, Big Swole. Big Swole, he's got massive arms. All right, nice. here we go. Little head, massive arms. Small head, yes. <laughs> Little arms, he looks like T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> the White House recently shot down three flying objects over the United States and Canadian airspace. What do you think they are? Canadian air. <laughs> Did you hear J J L? Whatever the hell her name's Corinne Jean Pierre. She called it Canadia the other day. Canadia. <laughs> she kept calling it Canadia. Oh, for crying well, out Canadia. <laughs> uh, what do you think they are? A. More Chinese balloons. B. Aliens. Definitely aliens. Aliens, baby. C. A lost Goodyear blimp. Uh, D. Uh, the Millennium Falcon. Uh, what am I on? You're not shooting. No clue. E, F, what is it? I don't know. No clue. No clue. That's the last one. Uh, right now, 42% say more Chinese balloons. I, I wish that was the case. But, you know, I think when we shot down the first couple balloons, we knew it was a balloon. Now we've shot down these other two things. One's like an octagon shape. And they and- said they're having, they might not recover any of these. Because it's the, 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 where they're located, it's too hard to get or to. Or it's alien technology that when a missile hits it, it disintegrates so we can't copy their technology. Did you ever think of that? It's possible. Yeah, I know it's possible. You know what? what did, uh, uh, we'll play a little bit later, but uh, uh, one, of the, one of the guys said, we don't have to worry about aliens with this stuff. And you're like, did he just say we don't have to worry about aliens with this stuff? No, who's that? That was, uh, I'm just trying to think who was. One of the was it Kylie or one of the spokespeople said that. And I thought, that made it sound like, well, these things that we don't have to worry about. Oh, there are other things, but not these. <laughs> I think the thing that bothers me the most is, aren't we owed an explanation? And I feel like we don't have an explanation. I, I think that the president owes us an explanation. He, I, he, the transparency is not the hallmark of this administration. 
And in a situation like this, yeah, they have no, not. No administration is transparent. No, but here's the thing. Like, you know, we were talking earlier. Pete Buttigieg is our is our transportation secretary. There is a train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, yeah. that people are saying it's a nuclear disaster. That's how bad this is. It's killing fish. It just may, spoke, it just may, spoke about it today. They may have poisoned the air. Yeah. And some of and the ground and the soil and the water. They're, they're not sure, but they sent everybody back home. Uh, shortly thereafter, so, been very quiet. This we we the only reason we even know about the balloon thing is because some people's technology and phones are so good now <laughs> they can pick stuff up. I just think that we are owed an explanation. It's yeah. been over a week, you know. And maybe here's the thing that scares me: maybe they don't have an explanation. Maybe they're like, I have no idea what we just shot down. That's the here's the thing. Do you want your government to go? We have no idea what it <laughs> yeah. is. That's not a good look either. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I'd love to tell you it's just a balloon, but guys, we have no idea. Uh, your guess is, is as good as mine. Here's a hotline. Call us. We've never seen anything like it, but we decided <laughs> to shoot it out of the air. And again, I mean, I wonder how, how many times have we shot something down over the United States and never heard about it? We're never told about it because this is for. In just this month. Yeah. And do you know how many weather balloons are launched today? Which I found very fascinating. A thousand weather balloons are launched every single day okay. globally. 200 here in the United oh, States. Globally, okay. And there is no, you don't have to fill out paperwork. You don't have to do anything once you launch them. Right. So, but the difference between, they said the other one in Canada was probably a balloon, but it's the other two <laughs> that they're like, we have no idea. Yeah, they say it's unclear whether these latest. Objects are also Chinese. Uh, I, you know, I don't know what he's supposed to do. Because here's the thing. If you let everybody just run with their imagination going wild, you know, you could create a little bit of chaos. I think some people are having fun with the story. I think some people are worried about it. I think some people are like, I don't know what you shot down, but I'm kind of kind of freaked out. Yeah. So when does it come time where... The president actually tells us, let me tell you what we shot down over. Or give uh, us an update. I mean, look, I'm not asking for you to come out, if, especially if it's something that you're like, oh, we can't tell everybody this was well, ours. Well, if it's an alien, they're never yeah. going to come out and say it. No, because you guys, you know why? You know, I blame you guys because you guys can't handle it. Who are you blaming? The, the people who can't handle it. You. You got to blame me. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, if you found out today, oh. look, there's little gray men oh. out there that are from a different dimension. Oh. and We've known this. You would be like, no. Yeah, I would. I would move into your bunker. That's kind of what I have out there. I know. I'd move into your bunker. Uh, so, uh, yeah, maybe the president owes us some sort of an explanation. All right. Coming up next. Hey, sure. Becky Lynn's got headlines. She does. Uh, we're going to interrupt them. She gets flowers every Friday. She does. It's, it's amazing. Every Friday. And it's not even from us. Or her husband. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but she's going to read the headlines. We're going to interrupt. Uh, throw a bit of snark in there. Snark. We call it uh, holding up the headlines next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. It's 3.30 and you know what that means. It's time for us to hold up the headlines. With the headlines, here she is, Becky Lynn. Well, the Cardinals have hired Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon as their new head coach. Uh What does that mean for quarterback Kyler Murray? Gannon is a defensive coach and Ron Wolfley of Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, says that will benefit his working relationship with quarterback Kyler Murray. It gives him that immediate separation of working on a daily, hourly 
minute-to-minute basis with the franchise quarterback, and I like that. Wolfley says the fact Gannon's name was not mentioned through the long hiring process may mean he was the Cardinals' top choice all along. Jeff Munn, KTAR News. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Here, I'll give you the other side of that. Uh, I had the top 10 coaches the Cardinals were supposedly looking at, and this guy wasn't on it. So they were the last team to hire a head coach. Maybe they went over their first 10, and then they had to hire this guy. Now, listen, he could be a great head coach. I have no idea. Uh, he certainly coached a great Eagles defense throughout the year, even though they blew it in the Super Bowl. Again, you go up against Patrick Mahomes, you're probably going to blow it against him. Uh, but is this the guy they really wanted? I find that really hard to believe that I, this is the guy they wanted after, you know, the first 10 said no. I don't know if it's the guy they first wanted, but uh, Wolf kind of made it seem like it was potentially the guy they first wanted, that they just kind of, you know, did the jump through the hoops and played the games. But you excited by this? Uh, no, but exciting. you know what? I'm not excited about a lot of things. And you find out, well, this coach is really good. He could be. At the end of the day, next year, if they're 11 and and six, or I don't know how many games they play, 500 games now? They're Eight, 11 and six. Yeah. Everybody's going to go, well, that's a pretty good hire, right? Yeah, sure. Now, if they're six and 11, uh, people are going to go, well, see, this guy sucks. Actually, hired six and 11 might be better. Yeah. Well, it would be better than last at home, right? That'd be nice. We're holding up the headlines. Give me two lines, guys. The left and the right, please. Super Bowl and the WM Phoenix Open are over now in the history books, but they led to record-breaking numbers at Sky Harbor Airport on Monday. Patrick Mancha with the TSA explains agents screened more than 83,000 travelers and 40,000 pieces of luggage while keeping the wait times down. I'm happy to report that the maximum wait time that travelers had to wait yesterday was 22 minutes in Terminal 4, and that was at the 9 a.m. hour. Mancha adds that this took a year's worth of planning and assistance from personnel across the nation to accomplish. Well, we also made a lot of money. There's no doubt about it. Arizona made a ton of money, uh, added revenue. Um, Some say it's not an economic game changer, but I think if you look over, you know, know, what will be the first quarter, uh, we've had the Super Bowl, the Phoenix Open, and uh, spring training is going to be here. So, uh, I think the state is, is doing pretty good, bringing in some revenue. Absolutely, and that is a good thing. And the fact that we were smooth at the airport yeah. was amazing Thanks because TSA. how many people were a little nervous Thanks about TSA. <laughs> TSA useless. Let's not talk about them. They're horrible. But how many people were nervous about flying home after the debacle that we've seen in places across the country with, with flights? Holding up the headlines. There are more than 150,000 people living with dementia in Arizona. And if you are a caretaker, you may, might not know where to turn for help. KTAR's Colton Krolak joins us now live from the News Center with more on how a free conference can help. The Alzheimer's Foundation of America's Educating America Tour will start in Phoenix Thursday. Chris Schneider with the organization says there's a reason Arizona is the first stop. Arizona's population of people ages 65 and older is increasing significantly. The Census Bureau estimates from the 2010 census to the 2020 census, that number has grown by about 50%. He explains the conference will cover topics such as how to prevent Alzheimer's, living situation guidance, and palliative care. To register, go to A. LZFDN.org. Live in the News Center, Colton Krulak, KTAR News. Yeah, I think being a caregiver might be the toughest job on the planet. I mean, I yeah. watched my dad do it for a while. And you know, at times he was really bad at it. 
I'm sorry. He just was. And I think everybody has their good moments and their, their you know, he was good at times too, but uh, it's, it's almost just too much for one person to handle. And you just have to figure out how to get help. Cause if you're going to do it all by yourself, if it's your wife or it's your husband. If you're doing it all by yourself, it's not going to go well. I haven't, it just isn't very, very rarely do I see um, a caretaker be able to handle it all alone. It's Especially just not, not, when it is somebody that you're related to. And yeah. so you need to make sure that you have a break because not only can it restrain the relationship that you're with somebody, but you need a mental health break from all the stuff you're going through because you're watching somebody suffer mm. that you care about. Yeah. We're holding up the headlines. KTAR Eyes on Education. New research shows high school students who take dual enrollment courses are twice as likely to go to college than students who don't. There's lots of room for increasing opportunities in this. Only about 24% of high school graduates in 2020 had taken at least one dual enrollment course. Paul Perrault is with the Helios Education Foundation, which together with ASU researched the benefits of dual enrollment. And they also found accessibility and cost may be among the biggest factors keeping students from taking these courses. So wait, what's dual enrollment? You're, you're in high school, taking high school classes, but then you get to take a college course? They, You will get credit both in high school and in college and for taking this particular course. And there is a fee generally attached to it. Okay. Yeah. So if you're taking calculus in high school, it could count towards... Towards your college. I have known people who graduated high school and they were already a sophomore heading into ASU. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's, yeah. And nowadays, isn't it insane? Like some of these kids who are, they're, they're going in and they're graduating two and a half years oh, yeah. because they're so far ahead already. We're holding up the headlines. Well, it's Valentine's Day, and the pandemic, as you know, had a huge impact on the number of people who got married in the U.S. Ceremonies were likely put on hold as COVID spread, but there's new data that says Americans are getting back to it. Weddings and COVID did not work well together. In 2020, the U.S. had the lowest number of new marriages since 1963 when the population was smaller. New government data out shows in 2021 there was a rebound. Marriages rose by 18%. That was the biggest year-over-year jump since the end of World War II. North Dakota was the only state to see marriages decline in 2021. Nevada had the biggest increase, followed by Hawaii, Montana, Utah, and California. Alex Stone, EBC News. Yeah, I remember a friend of ours, uh, they were going to get married. Uh, their kids were going to get married in 2020. And obviously, that wasn't going to happen uh, with some sort of a big wedding. So they even had it outside. They shrunk it from 200 people to 20 people. And uh, we still didn't go. Uh, and so, yeah, weddings, man, I remember watching a virtual wedding uh, in 2020. That was crazy. Uh, I'm glad we're not doing that crap anymore. Oh, thank God. Thank not God. Doing that crap. No. There, was, there was a lot of people when they couldn't get married in 2020 and they thought, well, we'll put it off till 2021. Well, then there were people who were planning for 2021 and you couldn't get venues no. and, and get reservations for, you know, anything. And it, it made it twice as hard last year. So yeah, watching of watching a wedding online, that was something in 2020. My wife and I did that. And we're like, yep. Let's, let's not. I'm gonna have to go to a wedding. That might be the best way to do it. I'm gonna watch it online, guys. I wish you all the best. <laughs> you know, Chad hates going to weddings. He Obviously. will not go to a wedding. Do you own a suit? Yeah, you throw a suit on. Okay. When's the last time you wore the suit? Oh, it's been a while. All right. Every day at three thirty, we hold up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news. We interrupt, react to the day's top stories. It's all brought to you by Carol Royce. Your home sold guaranteed. Realties higherprice dot com. All right. Coming up. Um, 
the Cardinals have a new head coach. If he fell on top of me, I wouldn't know who he is, but is he any good? We'll discuss it uh, with Wolf, who's coming up. Uh, and also, young people, uh, they don't want to drive. What's the matter with you people? Why? We'll get down to that next. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, coming up in about uh, 13 minutes, the Arizona Cardinals have a new head coach. So we had a, a conversation with our friend Ron Wolfley. Um, he likes the hire. I'm not particularly fond of it, and I thought he was going to strangle me earlier today, so we're going to play a little of that. Yeah, that's fun. Well, the strangling would have been hilarious. He said something to be about moistening a jock. Yeah, so uh, weird. <laughs> I don't know if we need that kind of talk on uh, a station like that. I don't know. Like he are. told me to do it. It's coming up at about uh, 4.05. How old were you when you got your license? 17. Huh. 17, you waited. No. No? No. Back uh, in the uh, mean streets of the New York, New Jersey area, you get your permit at 16, and you get to drive oh, okay. at 17. Okay, okay. So, no, I couldn't wait. Becky Lynn, how old were you when you got now? Becky Lynn, is she comes from, from the South, so you were probably driving tractors and trucks and everything when you were like 12. Did I did you? drive the riding lawnmower, yes. yes. Sometimes along the side of the road over to my grandmother's house, too. But I got my car driver's license at 16. 16, like the, like a smart people. Uh, Steve, uh, young Steve and I had a conversation about this day. How old are you, wise man? How old were you? I was 16. The day that I turned 16, I got my license. Pablo, you still don't have a license, but if you were to get one. I, I was driving at 16, but remember, in Arizona, your parents have to sign, so they don't want to sign for me, so I had to wait until I was 18 to actually get my license. Oh, that was mean of them. Thank goodness you still had a car. Uh, I would say day of, man. I just I, Kids nowadays, they want no part of it at all. They want no part of it, at, and I'm talking bad, like almost bizarrely. I don't know if it's terror or if it's laziness, but this is what's crazy. <laughs> they go, look, 1997, 43% of 16-year-olds had their licenses. And it started to go up to like 60% when they were, you know, 17 and stuff. By 2020, it fell by 25%, and it's continuing to fall. And they're saying stuff like, well, I'll take Uber. Somebody said, well, let's call 911, which I tried to explain to him. That's not what that's for. No, it's not. No. So um, because that, you're insane. You, your car isn't tied to your freedom anymore. Your phone is. If you have a phone and you want something to eat, you get Uber Eats. If you want to talk to a friend, you have your phone. If you want to see your friend, you have your phone. You can FaceTime. Uh, you can, you know, hey, I, you know what? I like a little entertainment. Maybe I'll go to a movie. You don't have to go to a movie with friends. You watch it on your phone. You watch Netflix on your phone. The phone has replaced the car. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is with kids right now. Uh, and, you know, some parents that I know, they've had to force their kids to get behind the wheel. In this article here, like these parents of these uh, these kids are like, hey, uh, you need to get a license. We're not going to take you to work every day. We're not going to do these things for you every day. Right. It's time for you to grow up and get a license. And I, uh, what is some of them? It's like, well, it's bad for the environment, nah, whatever. They okay, don't no, buy yeah, that. Shut up. Yeah, but on the other side of it, like, what is there a fear? You think there's a fear factor? There could be a little bit. I've talked to a few people of late, and they're younger people, and a lot of them say they don't like to drive. And I'm talking people in their 30s. They don't like to drive because they feel like Arizona has horrible drivers, and the road rage scares them, and just the speed of people. And you got to admit, people do 90 on most of the freeways. Yeah, yeah. And that keeps people from driving. I just, I don't get it. They're going to have that in every state and every city across the country. It's so it's an, You know what weird. that is, Becky Lynn? That's an excuse. That's Maybe all it is. is. Yeah, that's Maybe an excuse. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, 
Only 80% of 20 to 25-year-olds have their licenses, and that's falling only 80%. Of adults? Yeah. Okay, well, some people can't afford a car. Some people want to take the bus. Some people like light rail. I tease. Nobody likes light rail. Well, you know, if you live, like I've got, I'm sure you know, I've got a couple friends who are born and raised in New York and in London. They've never had to have a license. Well, then you have the subway that's, system. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a different story, but though. But this is not, we, we, we built out, not up, where there's no centralization. So I think, uh, I think it's parents' fault. Do you really want to take your kid to practice every day no when they can drive themselves do you really want to take them to school every day when they could drive themselves i mean you know one of the one of the cool things about becoming a stepdad all those you know 10 years ago um i got to pick up our daughter from school that was new to me i never did that for anybody and i went and did that in high school for her she was in high school and that was kind of fun but my wife kept saying you know she's going to be able to drive herself one day and i'm like well i kind of like going to pick her up but but my wife said is yep you you just came in the picture Imagine a parent who has had to drive their kid for 16 years from place to place to place to place. I only did it for a little for a little time. So parents, you got to get your kids behind the wheel so they can go and do it themselves so you can relax. My mother used to just drive her crazy that that Tristan, my my eldest brother, didn't get his license till he was like 18 or 19 because she'd have to pick him up at hockey sometimes at midnight because the older they got, the later they played or their friend. And it was she finally forced him to do it. But part of it was lazy. Yeah. Uh, again, it goes back to the cell phone. You've got everything from everything that you need in the palm of your hand. That's it. Except human contact. <laughs> and they don't care about and that. And they don't care. Really about not. That. That's the weird thing. And Come that's up ruined next. Valentine's Day. The Arizona Cardinals have a new head coach. Wolf is going to join us. And, well, I'm just going to say it, Chad. We're going to get into it. All right. Next.